Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today we're going to take a look at the Australian Pink Floyd show. Why Australian Pink Floyd? Well, it's not actually Pink Floyd, but it's a damn good tribute show to them. And it always sells out in uh, the Cardiff International Arena, formerly known as the Motor Point Arena. Well, let's take a look at what they've got then. So today's show is a two-truck show. And just because it's a two-truck show doesn't mean it's not a big show. But then again, it's a tribute band, so they're not going to need a lot of technology. So on the stage at the moment, you have a circular truss which is hanging down at the back. And that's basically circling a small round screen. Now, I've seen this show a few times before. And... It's pretty much the same throughout. It, why would they change it? There's no need to change it because it's the same set list and whatnot because people do like to listen to Pink Floyd even though it's not the real Pink Floyd. So either side of the uh, cir- of the circular truss and the, and the uh, screen in the middle you have two sets of trusses, one slung underneath the other so you've got one that's right at the back at the top and then they've slung a truss directly underneath it which uh, it can take the weight of those points it just uh, gives a nice little dimension to it actually, it really does then on each of those on, on each of those four uh, trusses either side you have three moving you've got three profile lights you've got three wash lights you've got LED strobe and flood units which is replicated on all four of those sections of truss just before that you've got LX2 which is slightly forward with a few more lights which are mainly uh, mainly uh, mole phase units and then you've got LX1 which is a little bit further well it's pretty much at mid stage you've got a load of strobe wash units some profile units and a handful of wash units and then you have front house one which has yet again a handful of wash units handful of profile units and a few twin mole phases they're still building the stage at the moment and what's going on around the stage but i can tell you at the moment you have two line arrays one left one right which is one wide one wide not often you see that and they are 18 deep and then set a little bit back and pointing 45 degrees outwards you have a smaller line array to give the surround sound effect you have 15 floor subs in front of the stage they're not stacked high they're just one unit one they're just one unit rather than being joined so 15 squares of subs at the front of the stage with six front fills on on stage level and that is it that I can report on at the moment because they're still building which shouldn't take too much longer I don't think as the last few bits I believe are being forked onto the truck and they're moving the mojo barrier into position so it ain't going to be too much longer before the build is complete. We'll be back after this. So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts, but we also have a series of books. 
the first book is actually two books it's volume one and volume two of a tribute to working at sea the best fiction is based on truth this is a compilation of short stories rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated whilst other stories are pure fiction the title of the book a tribute to is fitting with the tone of the book because like a tribute act it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth there are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry as well as stories with a sexual nature so sit down relax and enjoy the ride of a tribute to working at sea volumes one and two all of these books are available on amazon and are available in paperback and on kindle and the links for all these books are in the description below. The Australian Pink Floyd Show, more frequently referred to as the Australian Pink Floyd, is a Pink Floyd tribute band formed in 1988 in Adelaide in South Australia. Their live shows attempt to recreate the look, feel and sound of Pink Floyd's later, wo later world tours, employing visual aids such as lasers, inflatables and large display panel similar to Mr Screen. The Australian Pink Floyd show plays venues worldwide. The band is noted for replicating the nuances of Pink Floyd's work. Steve Mack's guitar rig closely resembles David Gilmour's setup and includes elements custom produced by Pete Cornish who worked extensively with Gilmour. The band associates itself with individuals who have worked with Pink Floyd over the years, including Colin Northfield, who worked as a sound engineer for Gilmore on his solo career and for Pink Floyd during their 1994 Division Bell tour, and Clive Brooks, Nick Manson's longtime drum technician. The show includes a round screen with intelligent lights arranged around its perimeter. During the concert, movies and animations are displayed on screen, complementing the band's light show. Inflatables such as a pig, such as the pig used by Pink Floyd during the Division Bell tour, and Skippy, the band's own giant pink kangaroo, and named after the Australian TV series Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, are frequently employed on the band's shows. Various, various musicians have come and gone over the years. The Australian Pink Floyd show continues to base itself around its three longest serving members, Steve Mack, Colin Wilson and Jason Sawford. And the current lineup are Steve Mack on guitar and vocals, Colin Wilson on bass guitar and vocals, Jason Sawford on keyboard, Paul Boney on drums, David Dominique Fowler on guitar and vocals, Mike Kidson on saxophone, Emily Lynn on backing vocals, Lara Smiles on backing vocals, Lorley McBroom on backing vocals, Chris Barnes on vocals and Ricky Howard on bass guitar and vocals. That's pretty much all I can find on the on the band. Now there's no point in going into the history of Pink Floyd because this is not Pink Floyd. This is Australian Pink Floyd. We'll be back after this. The War of Carnarvon Crescent by Paul Collis from Master X Major When a neighbourhood dispute explodes into an all-out war So Chaz Bruford, his wife Ellie and their young daughter Aurora move into Carnarvon Crescent They soon become aware of the troublesome next-door neighbour who makes a point of living in her house for over 50 years From the moment Chaz arrived and began to unload, his new neighbour takes an instant disliking to him 
and she goes out of her way to make Chaz and his family feel unwelcome. The animosity quickly spirals out of control from both parties and the mutual respect gets lowered right into the gutter from the outset. Chaz comes to realise that this is not just any war, it is a neighbourhood war to end all wars. This book is available to buy on Amazon and this book is available on hardback, paperback and Kindle. This book is pure fiction and should not be used as a user manual. And we're back. So you can hear by uh, the kick drum that they're pretty much all ready to go. I'm doing a sound check. Well, when I say sound check, it's a, more of a line check to make sure that all the microphones are picking up the correct sound and they're just tuning everything up on the sound system. At the same time, they're also running a laser test and from uh, the test sequence so far, which I may add is not in the show, the test sequence is looking pretty tasty. And what they have to do for lasers is to make sure that no one is uh, in, eye in eye level of the lasers, so they're just testing all the parameters of up and down movements and across movements to make sure that no customer gets hit in the eye by the lasers because no one wants to be done for, uh, well, no one wants to get a eye injury, uh, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But no, it's all there. It's all ready to go. And it has been quite a good and easy and pleasant getting, to say the least. There have been tougher get-ins and there have been easier get-ins, but no, this is definitely up there with the easier get-ins. Looking forward to this show. It's been a while since I've seen it. Last time uh, they're in, just before the pandemic, I, I, I didn't work on that show. So it's been quite a few years now since I last see it and it's going to look great. We'll be back after this. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Master X Media presents Lord of the Memes, Bad Dog, Farmer Frank's Filthy Fucking Farm, and Bonnie Bouncing Baby Bastards. All three of these books are meme books, and they come up with some pretty brutal and hilarious memes, which are definitely not for children or the easily offended. These are ideal gifts for Secret Santa, Father's Day, or even birthday presents for the fun-loving man. So why not take a chance and make his day when he gets to read a Lord of the Memes meme book. All three books are available on Kindle, hardback, and paperback on Amazon. And we're back. So, how did Australian Pink Floyd do on their performance? Well, let's start from the very beginning. So as the house lights went down, you had a few long drawn out notes and the uh, song began to play very, very slowly and very atmospheric. And when I say atmospheric, the lights were very dim. They had some uh, deep blues just coming 45 degrees out to the audience with gobo breakups and whatnot. And then the guitarist 
was uh, isolated in a spot a dim spot but it had a good point of isolation where everyone just had his focus on then as he started playing properly the uh, rest of the band come up and they're all fit and they're all lit up and as that first song was uh, playing you had the audience just raring to go you know cheering it on all in anticipation for the uh, actual start of the show from start to finish the lighting effects remained fluid throughout because it was designed to do that in that specific in that specific way so no part of the lighting repeated itself it was always constantly in flux it was constantly moving and evolving so the lights were never static they there's always some movement even if the lights themselves weren't moving you had the uh, rotation a slow rotation of the gobos and then you had a lot of serious light uh, serious laser effects throughout the whole show it was a stunning visual masterpiece that cannot be replicated you just couldn't replicate it and this is their own interpretation of Pink Floyd on tour but when Pink Floyd were on tour they never had that kind of technology to what you have today so don't have the uh, powerful LED strobe flood units which they have on this lighting rig they didn't have all the laser effects back then you'd have a red laser or a green laser now your lasers can be any color that, that you want so it's a nice modern interpretation of what Pink Floyd would have been like and it looked visually stunning and you wouldn't get that replicated anywhere else in uh, in live entertainment it was programmed and envisioned by a uh, programming master and I would put money on it that the lighting sequences were done on uh, on timecode so it would have been programmed so as soon as the click track starts per song the sequence will the computer will just follow the sequences placed in and then when the click track stops the time code pauses and then that's its marker to stop and then as soon as it receives time code again it will fire the next key so that's how it was done so for the amount of fluidity within that it, it would have to be done uh, by computer you wouldn't be able to do that manually as good as someone could be and as much of a master as they can be you will not be accurate whereas when it's all on time code it'll always be accurate now sound wise the uh, sound was superb you had what I like to call the platinum standard clarity so the sound wasn't too uh, it wasn't too loud I mean it couldn't be because of the uh, size of the line arrays but that being said it was crystal clear clarity and I'd even dare say CD quality it was superb you could hear absolutely every aspect of the song every instrument was very defined and in perfect balance and harmony with the next along with the vocals wow the vocals from the BVs the backing vocals were superb and full of power and 
the lead vocals were just as good you could even close your eyes and i'll put money on you struggling to work out which band is the original band and which band is the uh, cover band now how was australian pink floyd uh, in their actual performance well they had the audience in the palm of their hand from start through finish you had you could feel the atmosphere in the room you know the electrifying atmosphere that everyone who was in the audience were just buzzing from the live performance that they were getting every song had a cheers at the end screaming clapping whistling and people when certain notes were being hit you even had people cheering those notes on so they definitely had a captivated audience who were just there in anticipation of the next song of the next solo and walking through that crowd was great it was a great experience because uh, they were there solely because they loved that music and they loved the band that's performing for them even though they're not the real pink floyd these the people here tonight well last night um it's the next day now as you can probably hear from me walking down the road say uh doing this uh, end part of the podcast <laughs> but these people they were there and i loved absolutely every minute of it and i don't blame them because i loved every minute of it it was a visual it was a visually stunning performance it was an excellent sound performance and the band were absolutely amazing and impeccable with their precision and execution of every song and every detail right down to copying and replicating the riffs that the actual Pink Floyd would actually do it was that detailed and as I said earlier on you would actually struggle to work out who was the Pink Floyd who was the real Pink Floyd and who was the cover Pink Floyd if you closed your eyes and that is a serious achievement in itself. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, want to check out more content from Master X Media by clicking the link tree link in the description below. And we shall catch you next time. Bye for now.